Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. What I do see people doing now is using scarves. And I think in a certain way, depending on the fabric, I think in a certain way a scarf is better. It's actually better. Research shows even a bandana tucked in can have an effect of slowing down droplet spread. So there you go. You got the president. Don't wear masks. You got the president of the United States and the mayor of Los Angeles all saying, uh, put something across your mouth. Yeah, I was, at, yeah. Uh, I was at the grocery store yesterday, which is turned out in my recent life to be the most dangerous thing I ever do is go to the grocery store because that's where I'm around the most people uh, and the closest to them. But there are more masks than there were before, but still maybe one out of ten mm-hmm. and nobody who works there. Um, I don't understand why we're not on board with masks, uh, some sort of mask. Right. Even right. Uh, any kind. I don't I don't understand why. Practically anything wouldn't be a benefit. Because for, for me, if I cough, you know, sometimes this is gross, but globs of Brr, stuff come out. There's better words than that. It's a sick enough. 
The cheapest, crappiest mask or scarf or bandana will at least stop that right. from landing on the countertop or the whatever. It's a little bit about preventing me from getting it, me wearing a mask, but it's a lot about not spreading it, particularly given the fact that a, a shocking number of people are asymptomatic. They walk around, they maybe feel slightly funky. I feel slightly funky every day. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's about protecting each other. So. I don't. Why so slow with this? I don't know. What, what, the messaging. The messaging needs to be better. Who's in charge? Pence. Hmm. You're blaming Pence. But yeah. Oh. oh, speaking of which, that's going to be the theme of this segment, perhaps even the next one. Blaming casting Pence? aspersions. No, casting aspersions. Pull together, my hiney. I got some blaming to do. Okay. I was afraid, and I got some names to call. I was afraid Mike Pence was going to be the focus of the next two segments. And I thought, man, it sounds, oh, no. sounds dry as a saltine. It sounds dry as Mike Pence. Uh, this is the worst news uh, in a while. Um, remember those unemployment numbers last week? 3.3 million. Nobody's ever seen numbers like that. Unprecedented. You look at the chart. Hold my beer, says the economy. Yeah, and so this week we doubled that. 6.6 million, uh, the number that's out today. And I would be shocked if next week's number isn't bigger than this one. Just It it has to be, because of the nature of this thing. Well, it fits in with our theme of yesterday. This is one of the biggest events in world history. No joke. So the Friends reunion that got postponed, what is that, like 11? That'd be on. It'd be in the top 20. So. Okay, okay. Depends who you ask. It'd be better if Ross wasn't there. Um, Still hating on Ross. Shick, I never forget. He used to say that every Friday morning for like 10 <laughs> that's, years. That's right. Why is Ross on that show? Please have an episode <laughs> where Ross gets murdered. <laughs> oh, stop it. Uh, so, uh, Sh- University of Chicago economists say we will save $8 trillion by saving people. So this is worth it. Interesting stuff from the Milton Friedman-type economists, right? Um, who I love. So we'll get to that this hour if we can squeeze it in. Now, the aspersions I wanted to cast include the following. The premier of Taiwan says the COVID-19 should be called the Wuhan pneumonia. That's the correct name since that was the factual origin. Uh, I don't know if you know much about Taiwan uh, and China. They are uh, not buddies. Taiwan thinks it's Taiwan. China thinks Taiwan is China. And, China uh, is asshole! Yeah, amen to that. And they would shoot their way in if they could if we were not standing up more or less for Taiwan. So the premier of Taiwan is uh, poking its big neighbor in the eye. Meanwhile, Japanese dep- I'm sorry, Japan's deputy prime minister says the WHO should change its name to the China Health Organization. Love it. Yeah. Let's start calling it that, the CHO. I like it. I don't, you know, I don't know from Deputy Prime Minister Taro Aso. <laughs> Deputy Prime Minister's an Aso. Uh, people think the World Health Organization should change its name. shouldn't be called the WHO. It should be renamed the CHO. Uh, good, to, good to see that. A little anger from the, uh, the Japanese leader. Uh, China has officially reported 82,000 cases and 3,300 deaths. Um, but uh, over the course of two days during the crisis, uh, recently uh, one of the city's eight mortuaries received shipments of 5,000 urns to carry ashes of the deceased. Uh, the mortuary plans to release the urns at 500 per day, et cetera, et cetera. And so, and this is, what do you, it's a reverse engineering economics or something like that. It's the way you study what's actually happening in totalitarian regimes that lie about everything. 
Uh, you were talking about this yeah. the other day, weren't you, Jack? Yeah. What was the term for that? It was an interesting field. It's like economic detective work. Yeah. But if they if they if they claim uh, they had a tremendous uh, soybean harvest or something, you start looking at how many pounds of soybeans are being shipped to other countries and if it's gone up or down. Right. And yeah. uh, and so you see that uh, all these different companies are reporting getting less soybeans. Uh, then, then China claiming they doubled mm-hmm. is probably a lie. Yeah, and by a number of measures, uh, China has had vastly more victims than they are admitting to. But it's hard to say because they lie about everything, and the WHO lies for them inexplicably. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. I mean, China could easily write the head of the WHO a check for a billion dollars just to get them on their side. It'd be worth it to China. I mean, they're on a thousand-year global campaign for dominance. Mm-hmm. So, hell, write the guy a check for, say, $10 million. It's part of their there's only one sun in the sky uh, philosophy. And Well, I agree with that. I'm not sure about the philosophy. And currently, we are it. They believe it should be them. Oh, there's oh. no such thing as a t- a dual superpowers or, uh, you know. That was the quote I, I heard they, they referenced. There, there can only be one sun in the sky or something like that. Yeah. That's their philosophy. Yeah, and uh, that's the way they, uh, they, they, they make their policy. That's their goal. Well, hey, there are more fish in the ocean, though. That's my philosophy. <laughs> so it's different. It takes two to tango. What it yeah, all puts together. Right. Right. I, I disagree with the Chinese. And then if you're a Tiger King, you have a thruple. Yes. Oh, boy. Um, well, we did get this. A thruple with two guys who don't look that into it. <laughs> I mean, that's your gay thruple wedding day. Shouldn't there be smiles all around, happy tears? If your husband or wife has never looked that into it at any moment, how about if you got two people who don't look that into it? I mean, I take the fun out of it. Everybody's got a look on their face like they're going to go in for a gonorrhea test or they're about to get the result. Everybody looks a little iffy. <laughs> So if you're just tuning in, O.J. Simpson has issued his theories on the Tiger King show. Oh, yeah, we got to get back to that. Including whether Carol Baskin killed her husband, which is too much irony. Yeah. Too much. Like having an ex-pro football player in the booth, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> diagramming it out. Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, Surely among the government's emergency powers, uh, it should be included, they can silence freaking O.J. Simpson. Please. During this pandemic. Right. Extrajudicial. At least at the state level, right? <laughs> yeah, the governor probably has yeah. extraordinary oh, yeah. powers. Oh, yeah. Governor DeSantis, what are you thinking? What are you doing? <laughs> for the for all of us, do something about OJ. I Just take away his, his Twitter feed. I wouldn't mind if this becomes a theme of the entire show. Um, the hashtag film your hospital. I just became aware of this yesterday. It's part of that. Uh, uh, conspiracy theory that this is all made up for some reason and throw out the question of, so what is the goal if this is made up? Just because I want to understand. People that are filming their hospitals and, and posting them on Twitter, there's a lot of people that believe this, including some people that I have that, that I know and have uh, respected through the years. Um, I don't believe it myself, by the way, that this is phony at all, not even a tiny bit. Uh-huh. Uh, we got this text from somebody. I went by the hospital and I saw a lot of bells and whistles. Tents nobody was in. It's empty. It's all hype. Pandemics come and go. Shutting down the economy is an act of war. The deep state obviously has achieved the protracted war against civil society for decades now. It's at an impasse. That's one person's uh, comment on what's going on. There. To what end? I don't know. And is it the deep state of every country? The deep state of the UN? Because every country is uh, involved in this. Do, do you and, believe and, well, that these people are actually dying, or do you believe that is all made up? And everybody doing interviews who lost both, for instance, a, a fellow I heard this morning lost both of his sisters, and they can't have a funeral. 
he's a willing dupe or what? Or he's in on it? Well, I, I tell you what, actually, I came across some information that it's a, it's even more difficult than you thought, and you all knew it was difficult, to nail down uh, infection rates and death rates, because a lot of people die with the virus who did not die of the virus, because they have serious underlying conditions and the rest of it, so it's a little tough to nail down exactly, you know, the toll. But it's growing like crazy, according to the deep state. In, in other words, if you're old and you had... Uh, remember that stat out of Italy, half the people who died had three or more other health problems. So if you died and you had you were elderly with high blood pressure and, uh, you know, lung problems, you could have died from a stroke like a lot of elderly people with high blood pressure do, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but if you had the corona, that would count as a corona death. I get it. Hey, you want some good news? I'll hit you with this text out of nowhere. Last night, my daughter's landlord called her and said, don't worry about this month's rent. Save the money in case things get bad. My daughter was nearly in tears since they're barely holding on to their jobs. God, that's nice. I'm thankful that there are kind people out there that are stepping up to help other people. If anyone can do something like this in their world, do it. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. That is nice. That's excellent. Uh, To the conspiracy question, I'm a volunteer at a local hospital. We had a Zoom meeting yesterday. No one is allowed in the hospital except employees. Uh, two floors are dedicated to COVID patients already. Uh, thank you for the show. Well, th- yeah, that's you're just part of the deep state conspiracy, obviously. I just want to hear more of what the goal is. Who's behind yeah. it so that they can mm-hmm. achieve what? I mean, because it obviously supersedes Republicans and Democrats because they'd have to be working. They're both they're both dupes or part of it. Right, right. But it supersedes well, our partisan times, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some believe it is not just a coincidence that the major international banks were on the verge of collapse back in September as the Federal Reserve was creating tens of billions in overnight loans to them to keep their doors open. Then in October, you have the trial run for global pandemic event 201. Shortly thereafter, you have the first outbreak of a new virus. It's as simple as the, the nose best way to face. make sure people do not protest this massive theft of our money is to make sure we're not able to get together while the banks and governments roll out another massive bailout to the banks and the politicians they elect. Okay. I was unaware that the uh, major international banks were on the verge of collapse in September. Missed that. Okay. Okay. So that's it. I'm not sure your local hospital not seeming super busy is proof of anything. Actually, we got uh, a text from a firefighter who knows something about that that can explain that. Uh, and plenty of other things on the way. We we do need to play OJ. <laughs> if you haven't heard it, it's, it's really something. We can come together in our visceral dislike of the footballer and murderer. Good God. Something to bring us all together. Next. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. Oh, no, Armstrong and Getty. Yours truly. I just got back from the golf course where I actually played pretty well. Oh, good. Uh, now it's back at home, back to the couch, and back to television. <laughs> so relatable. Listen, <laughs> I've had so many people on my case asking me to watch some show called Tiger King. Hey, I well, watched Well, yesterday that. I watched this show. 
And oh my God, is America in this bad a shape? Oh man. I watched about six episodes of this show and I couldn't even believe what I was looking at. White people! What's with you and wild animals? Leave them animals alone. That's funny. (laughs) I grant you. The show is crazy. But it's so crazy, you kind of keep watching. One thing I will say. Oh, boy. There's not a shred of doubt in my mind that that lady's husband is uh, Tiger Shushimi right now. I'm just saying. Take care, and I hope you find something better to watch. Oh, boy. So O.J. Simpson thinks she killed her husband and and got away and with got it. Away with it and, and, and is either lying about it or is so delusional she's convinced herself she actually didn't. He, he, he didn't say that. No, but. Come on, juice. Yuck, 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 yuck. Oh, my gosh. America. Is he, Haven't we had enough? Is he? The, Listen, nobody's paying attention. It's the coronavirus. Let's do something about this, if you know what I mean. <laughs> is he the least self-aware person that's ever existed? Or or is he just like playing us all? It's just like, whatever. I'm an old man. I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah. Like that toilet-licking would-be Instagram star who said, uh, when Dr. Phil, the charlatan, interviewed her, she said, I did it to get attention. Well, God. You know. I, I did it so guys like you would interview me, and here I am. Fig- figuring out. The, I mean, he's got balls. I'll give him that. Figuring out the universe is, is difficult to do, regardless of your religion or philosophy. But the fact that John Prine, a musical hero of mine, is dying in a bed with coronavirus, and O.J. Simpson is playing golf and healthy. Yeah, uh, it's hard to wrap your head around any sort of cosmic justice there. Uh, yeah, I hear uh, you. I mean, how the hell? Yeah, whatever. It just it's the way it is. Yeah, let's not go there. Uh, but again, I call on uh, Governor DeSantis to exercise his emergency powers and quarantine OJ from the rest of us for good. So the whole world's freaking shut down. Six point six million more people filed for uninsurance. You're worried about your health, yeah. and uh, you're worried about your health and all your money. O.J. Simpson's got enough money and is healthy enough to be out golfing on a beautiful day. Hey, Twitter world, yours truly. I just got back from the golf course. And well, pretty well. <laughs> it sounds like he doesn't have a care in the world. This is the most stressful period of everybody's life, but O.J.'s having a good time. He's got his pension. He's got plenty of money. Got his memorabilia back. <laughs> and he's out on the golf course. I'm just course. saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I played pretty well. What is it with you white people and animals? <laughs> Leave those wild animals alone. That's pretty funny. Oh, my God. Oh, I, 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 there, there is some backlash uh, uh, at the Tiger King show, though, from Oklahomans who are like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> the whole Oki thing is going to start again. <laughs> now, as Y'all, are, we love you. No, love you. Well, I'm from that part of the world. So I was explaining to my wife, I said, this is what you get with a lot less regulation. You're going to have some of this because people get to do what they want where I'm from. Mm-hmm. But you also get... You know, all the good stuff. You get to do what you freaking want. Yeah. But if, if people get to do what they want with a hell of a lot more freedom, you get more. There, there is an opportunity for more witness. But to stamp out any possibility of anything going slightly awry, yeah. you stomp out everything else also. Yeah, it's nobody, suffocating. Nobody gets to do anything. Yeah. Imagine teaching a child to do something, but they could never make a mistake. What sort of supervision would that require, and what would that do to the child's spirit? It's the same thing for an economy, same thing for innovators, uh, you know, entrepreneurs. 
But the the, the everything's got to be perfect crowd is winning the day inch by inch by inch. And, and it could take something like this to roll it back, although it remains to be seen whether the uh, the the result of this crisis is more freedom which we're seeing in the labs and medical companies redesigning things and coming up with new drugs and regulations being rolled back or will it go the other way as the government's taking control and then taking more of our rights away I actually played pretty well <laughs> Dolly Parton will launch a new digital series to read a children's book at bedtime called Good Night with Dolly. And it's ranked number two in popularity after, oh, oh no, after Good Night with Jolene. Jolene! Can't you let Dolly have anything? <laughs> Please don't do this just because you can't. And Jolene, don't get me wrong, I'd love to listen to you read a book. Your voice is soft like summer rain, but we know that. <laughs> wow. Wow. I love that joke. Well, that's a deep dive on Dolly Parton lyrics right I'd there. Say. <laughs> I enjoyed it. So, uh... She wrote Jolene and I Will Always Love You in the Same Day. There are lives, there are lives lived that aren't as productive <laughs> as that day. Yeah, I didn't realize that in one day? Yeah, that's mm. unbelievable. That's such as creative spark seems to be. And such different th- right. feelings and emotions of songs, too. Jack, the ancients spoke of their muse. Mm. Actually, modern people do, too. As if you have a voice whispering to you. And that's the way creativity works sometimes. And and sometimes then your muse like leaves town and doesn't come back. <laughs> And you peak at age 26. Yeah. Pretty common. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Actually, in some fields, that's extremely common. Like t- tech innovations and stuff like that. Mm. It's a little scary. The governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, one of the last U.S. governors in the last of a big populated state to say, okay, sheltered home. Mm-hmm. They were holding off there in Florida. They went with the yesterday, after, yesterday afternoon. Why? And we're 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 trying to find a balance of good news and bad news, or at least bad news and other stuff. But you know, hiding this doesn't seem smart either. So here's your day-to-day numbers: uh, about two hundred and sixteen thousand confirmed cases as of last night. That's a fourteen percent increase. However, this number will sound large: five thousand one hundred nineteen deaths. If that sounds a lot bigger than yesterday, that's because it's a thirty-one percent increase. In the U.S. From yesterday. What did we have, like 1,300 then yesterday? That was quite a jump. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so at 5,100. And uh, to get to that number they're talking about, I mean, you can do the math. To get to that number in the period of time we're talking about, right. there's going to be some days with some big numbers. Yep. yep. It's just the way it is. The modeling is highly imperfect, but all the modeling says the uh, the, the trend line is going to keep going up for a little while. It's just a question of how long. By we, the- we hope and pray it won't be very long. By the way, on a similar topic, obviously, there are now two senators and a lot of health people saying, hey, let's start telling everybody to wear masks everywhere they go. Yeah. Why haven't we been doing that? Yeah. I think we should, unquestionably, to keep from spreading it. 
It's not to keep from getting it, although certainly, you know, that could happen. Or you get less of it, which means you get a less severe case, but... What's the argument for not wearing a mask? Duh. See, that's the problem. There isn't one. No, of course not. And no. There wasn't one two weeks ago. And if there is a concern that, well, the mask actually traps the virus, and if you touch it, then blah, blah, tell people that. For goodness sakes, if you can tell them to stay home from work, you can tell them, hey, don't touch the outside of your mask. Or, or, or you know, here's how you can disinfect it a little, or you can't at all. But a bandana, for God's sake. Just the, oh my God! There's going to be a rush for bandanas. I got to buy a gross of a gross, a look, million, and look, then resell them at gouging prices. But if luckily as a Harley good, owner, I have plenty of bandanas. Well, good for you. <laughs> um, but I'm yeah, rich with bandanas. Throw throw it in the wash every day. Whatever, yeah. you'll spread it less. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. There are aspects of our national response that I do not get. By the way, it, the, the liberal media was kicking Ron DeSantis for not, you know, doing the statewide stay-at-home order. His explanation has been perfectly reasonable. It says Florida is a very large state with very urban areas and very rural areas. The very urban areas have already done this with our full support. Perfectly I'm not going to shut down the rural areas unnecessarily. Perfectly reasonable, then. I know. Perfectly I know. reasonable explanation. Yeah. No, he's just an idiot Trumpkin who doesn't believe in science or this whatever. Is, this, is, this is an interesting one. Traffic at Walmart. Costco and Target dropped for the first time in weeks since the whole pandemic ramped up. Ooh. So maybe we all feel like we got enough stuff finally? I think I'm good now. Yeah. If I buy any more salsa, I'm not going to know where to put it. Right. Or the obvious TP. I'm glad to hear this because, as you know, I'd restricted myself to one movement per week to conserve (laughs) toilet paper. It's taken all of my mental and physical self-discipline. Man, my, my an local, impressive display. Really. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. That once a week is something. Anyway. <laughs> my local grocery store is out of a number of things. And as I said to the checkout guy, I said, it seems completely random. And he said, yeah, it is just, it's like random. Like the stuff they were out of. And I don't know if there's a, I doubt we all get in the same mood for soft shell corn tacos at the same time. Or is there a... There's only two of these left. I wasn't planning on buying them, but since or, or I only needed one, but since there's two left, I better get them both. This is obviously something desired and needed. Does that happen? It but, must. I mean, it, it seemed random. It, before when it was, okay, it's hand sanitizer, it's Clorox wipes and toilet paper. Though you yeah. to, but it was just various things. There's plenty of this, none of that. Oh, you know, that's funny. Frozen strawberries, zero. Frozen blueberries, got you coming out your Yahoo, which you will <laughs> have if you eat too many frozen strawberries. Right. Right, and yeah, I, I just read something, absolutely, I just had a brilliant idea. Um, maybe somebody with initiative will take it and make a billion dollars with it, but it, it occurs to me, and it's partly because I just read an article about essentially crowdsourcing ideas and data, and um, and they're trying, they're, this one guy who, who made a career of assessing risk for Wall Street companies, and the method he used is that everybody who worked with the company, worked for the company, was fully empowered to tell the big boss where they saw risk. Huh. The rules were it can be no more than two sentences, and no bosses could edit them. He wanted it purely from people, average people observing things. Okay, And, and they're thinking of doing it with the coronavirus, and this is a tangent on a tangent on a tangent, but I'll get back eventually. Um, they want everybody to self-report whether they can smell or not. 
have a website because that seems to correlate pretty strongly with having the virus. Loss of sense of smell and taste. Let me check. Yeah, I think I'm getting. I think I'm getting aggressive scent. I think I'm getting Sean. Oh my god! I think I'm getting Sean's musk as I usually do. Oh yeah, yeah. pepperoni hot pocket. (laughs) Oh jeez. This is sick enough. That was rough. No, it's just testosterone is thick in the air like a London fog with you. Anyway, uh, yeah, I can smell my coffee, thank God. But he wants everybody to report whether they can smell or not, and that will be a much more accurate track of where the coronavirus is than our practically random, and not in a good way, statistically, and terribly underdone testing. Mm. And I thought, wow, that's a really interesting idea. But it occurs to me that there is an enormous amount of data, psychological, economic, etc., um, passing in front of grocery store checkers, check stand people. Think of the trends they could discuss and oh, questions yeah. they can answer. Yeah. Your guy's saying there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it, but there are patterns. And I wish there was some centralized place that those guys could report in. Because that, that would be so interesting, the way people react to this sort of thing. We were talking uh, when we were getting caffeine juice uh, in the lunchroom. Uh, I, I haven't gotten enough sleep last couple of nights, and I'm just ravenous. I want to eat. I just want to eat everything. Um, and it's it's funny to me how obvious that relationship is and how immediate it is and, and, and everything. And And you were saying... You're being super disciplined, right? I've been pretty disciplined for quite a few days in a row and not dropped any weight like I usually do. And I don't know if it's a body, brain-body working together, recognizing we're in dire straits and hoarding calories. It only makes sense. Oh, yeah. I would be shocked if there weren't that sort of hormonal, uh, neurological connection. This is the greatest threat to my well-being of my lifetime. So, Other than, you know, the immediate, uh, you know, almost incident that takes 60 seconds and it's over. You almost got threat. hit by a car or something. Well, right, yeah. yeah. And that comes and goes, and you, you have a but, stiff one, and you're fine. But, yeah, I could see how people's bodies would think, we better hoard calories. These huh. are tough times. Oh, yeah. Is that actually happening? Have you read that anywhere? It makes uh, sense. No, no, I haven't. This Again, this is my own theory. That was your theory. Damn it. <laughs> Silver medalist again. Uh, yeah, I, it's, it's almost got to be true. Uh, n- news out of the Bay Area of uh, California, according to the San Francisco Chironicle, the Bay Area is drinking 42% more alcohol than usual. Oh, yeah, I got some numbers on that. 42%. People are smoking more pot. Well, so, so what did they base those numbers on? I saw some numbers yesterday, and it was the, uh, the purchases of booze are way up. But with all the bars closed, I mean... Are people doing the math correctly on that? Are there a lot of people that instead of having their three beers after work at the bar are drinking them at home? So obviously they're buying a lot more. Yeah. Depends on where they're tracking. Are they tracking the sales from the distributors or at the point of purchase? I don't know. It's all sorts of things they analyzed. Um, I don't doubt that people are drinking Wine.com, this uh, blood alcohol blower company, California's Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control. uh, They've made it legal for bars and restaurants to deliver cocktails now. I'm already lazy enough. <laughs> I'll get up and make one. Um, but by the way, you're in, you're insane if you do that. If you do what? If you have a bar deliver a cocktail to you, or you're wealthy. I mean, there is no higher markup in the world than cocktails. Yeah, but if I don't have a beer, and I'd have to leave my house and go get one, and I'm ordering food out. Yeah, I hear that. That's how I get my beer. Yeah, I guess I'm a planner, Jack. What's your flavor? Trust me, I got it. 
I'll mix you one up. <laughs> oh, gotcha. How you, you're ready drunk. To How you like it? Uh, you want uh, a, a 21-year-old college girl? You want working man strength, or do you want paint thinner? You tell me. Custom-made <laughs> order. You're at Joe's Bar and Bar. <laughs> well, I forgot to mention the mayor of Los Angeles. Too Angel- lazy to grill. The mayor of Los Angeles is saying all residents should wear a mask in public is encouraging. And I believe that's the first place in the country that's doing that. Yeah. I think everybody should be, too. I, I've been wearing a mask for a, a few days now, and I'm not I'm not doing what, well, Mayor Garcetti also recommended. You're supposed to see people out and then confront them on it. Now, what are you doing out here? You better have a good reason, which seems like nutso to me. He but is a nutso. I see people without masks, and I think, why don't you throw on something? You're, you know, I don't want you breathing and coughing and everything like that. Throw something over your face. Yeah, you know, I'm going to throw a bandana on starting today. I was going to rob a train anyway this afternoon. So, you know, rob a train. Yeah, yeah. Next time I go to the store, I'm putting one on. You have sticks of dynamite for robbing your train? Because that seems to be the way you do it. <laughs> Trade secret, Jack. Oh, Sorry. He's right up next to the train. If you, you just... hop over into the car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, point the gun at the engineer and tell him stop or stop shoveling coal or whatever you tell engineers. <laughs> stop this thing. It's going to take like 15 minutes. All right, get started. I'll wait. So how do you like being an engineer? You can't wait too long or Pinkerton's men will be on your trail. Right, exactly. Uh, the Joe gang, not nearly as legendary as the James gang. We were, we were not good at our jobs. If you're just tuning in, guy tried to tra- uh, crash a train into a boat yeah. uh, because he thought the government was invading the country. The government's already here, as we discussed earlier. We should bring you up to date on that. Oh, and I finally want to pay off the uh, my favorite... School of Economics, and if you don't have a favorite, you should. It's the you know uh, University of Chicago. They're talking about how much we're going to save by spending to save people. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Interesting angle. It is. It is, and it's worth considering because people have been weighing the money versus the health, and, and they're so interrelated. I mean, come on now. So uh, that study, it will uh, provoke your thoughts. Next. Armstrong and Getty. So, unfortunately, the guy who sang this song has died from the coronavirus at the age of 52 is all he was. So bummed. Adam Schlesinger of uh, Fountains of Wayne. And, unfortunately, this was the song that got their attention because this is a, like a novelty song. I love this song. It's a cool song, but they, they, they've got a lot of really great songs. But, anyway. Oh, yeah. He wrote uh, That Thing You Do from the that Tom oh, yeah. Hanks movie. Right. No, that, right. that, that's the song I always think of. He was a near EGOT. Grammys, Emmys, Oscar, a lot of nominations, not a lot of wins. He's like an, a nominated EGOT. What's that song, Hey Julie? Is that the title of it? That's probably my favorite uh, Fountains of Wayne song. But uh, anyway, yeah, only 52 years old. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, uh, dar, uh, stunning unemployment numbers. Uh, remember last week's? Well, it doubled again, 6.6 million or something like that this week. Or last week, filed um, a number that will continue to grow. If you haven't noticed... This is a poo storm. That is astounding. Yeah. Indeed. So uh, it's costing us trillions of dollars in uh, reduced you know, economic activity and government spending to socially distance to shut everything down. That'd be in addition to the $8 trillion disappeared from 401ks and everything. I mean, that will come back eventually, but it's not here now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I tend not to even think about that, although if I were about to retire, I would be. Um, 
Of course, if you're about to retire, you should have adjusted your portfolio, but it is what it is. Um, if you didn't, you're not about to retire anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my advice as your financial advisor. Well, you're certainly going to be going out to uh, Ruth's Chris less often. So, But the economists at the University of Chicago uh, did what economists do, especially at the University of Chicago. You bring a variable, they bring a coefficient. That's the Chicago way. <laughs> uh, but they, uh, they're, they tried to figure out what it would cost not to do this, not to save all these lives. Michael Greenstone is the lead author of the working paper. I don't and, put value on a human life <clears throat> like you do, Joe. <clears throat> well, that's all economists know how to do. Uh, but uh, like many economists and, and many academics... His title is far too long and is probably costing the economy. He serves as the Milton Friedman Distinguished Service Professor in Economics at the University's Kenneth C. Griffin Department of Economics. Well, good for you. Jesus, business cards, like a, it's like a CVS receipt. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> what about the study? So, according to the University of Chicago economists, um, the dollar figure that we save by reducing deaths from COVID-19 is $8 trillion. And he, he says, first of all, to the question of you know putting money on it, when you compare something in monetary terms and non-monetary terms, the side of the debate that's in monetary terms has a big advantage. So the reduction of the stock market, the increase in employment, uh, the reduction in GDP, all those are clear and measurable. We felt like there was a need to be able to put the benefits of social distancing in the same units in order to have a full conversation, mm. comparing apples with apples, if you will. And although this sort of thing is is fraught with uncertainty, sure. and they work like crazy to make it as accurately as they can, you know, a I, lot of guesswork. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they built on that study from the Imperial College in London that projected uh, tons of uh, COVID nineteen deaths. That's the one that got everybody's attention. University of Chicago paper advances the Imperial College model by teasing out the reductions in deaths, both from avoided infections, as well as those from what it terms overflow deaths. That's sick people who die because there's not enough ICU capacity to treat them with intensive care interventions, such as ventilators, for those unable to breathe on their own. They find a reduction in deaths of 1.76 million from social distancing, um, including the, the extra folks we talked about, flattening the curve, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that would save us about $8 trillion to the economy, Yeah, the, preventing those deaths. I'm not sure uh, we'll look back on this and think shutting down the economy the way we did was the best idea. I, I don't have any idea. But uh, the people that are hardcore against it are always leaving out how, how much of this would have happened anyway. There's just there, even if Even if no governor or president had said anything about it, how many businesses would have been just empty? Yeah. Because nobody's going downtown during this. A lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah. W- one interesting... It's not normal life before coronavirus versus now. That That's, that's ridiculous, obviously. Yeah. I'd love to have a conversation with these economists, not on the air, because it would be mind-bogglingly boring. But I'd like to... <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a graph, and the first, say third of what we're doing social distancing wise is that costing us two trillion but saving us four trillion and then the next third is that costing us another two trillion and saving us two trillion and then the third third is costing us two trillion and saving us one hundred and forty thousand dollars 
I mean, I, I just that's the question I think we're all wondering. How airtight are we shutting things down and for how long? And what's the trade-off? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. I tell you what, I'd be losing a bit of sleep um, if I were in charge of making those decisions. Roger Goodell is going to go ahead and have the NFL draft on the date that it was planned here in a couple of weeks. And a lot of people think that's crazy, but I don't know. Maybe we need the distraction if you're an NFL fan. Oh, I don't hate the idea. Some other headlines for you about the news of the day we'll hit you with coming up in our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on Season 3 of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.